Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Right Take coming to you with another podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today. And as always, I'm so humbled and grateful that you've done so. And of course, I'm always hoping that you're inspired, encouraged, motivated, and challenged. And today I want to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart um, and that I've been noticing for a long time now, child. A long time now. Um, and that is um, what God gave me, say, a couple of years ago. And that's just me and my my personal time with God. And I'm like, oh, I can share this now, right, Jesus? Of course I can. So today we're going to talk about knowing someone's real past to know their present is to know their future, right? To know their real past is to know their present and to know their future. And I want to look at the book of Daniel chapter six, verses one through all of them, <laughs> like the entire chapter. Um, I would encourage you to read it in its entirety and even the chapters before that, because it gives you great context about uh, Daniel and um, his situation and how through uh, the Babylonian culture, God had um, shown, given Daniel great favor and, and put some things in the inside of Daniel that not only preserved himself, but helped him to preserve the environments around him. I feel like God put such an anointing on Daniel that you know, he, he served Kings well, and he served God well, that I feel like that's always a reflection, right? How we serve God, we serve other people. And that is important. So let's just get into the scripture really quick. And then we'll be done with our conversation. Okay. So chapter one, go verse one, it pleased Darius to appoint 120 um, rulers. Okay to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. The, the rulers were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. So there's an accountability right factor here. Now, Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the um, officials by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. As, at this, the administrators and the um, officials tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but there, but they were unable to do so. They would find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So these administrators and officials went as a group to the king and said, may King Darius live forever. The royal administrators all of us advisors and captains and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days except to you your majesty shall be thrown into the lion's den now your majesty issues the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of the medes or persians which cannot be repealed so king darius put the decree in writing so when Daniel heard or learned that the decree had been published, he went to his home, to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving God thanks to God, just as he had always done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king. Oh, here we go. And spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree? Didn't that sound like, did you not, did God not say? Mm -hmm. 
I don't deserve the connection. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days, anyone who prays to any God or human being except to you, your majesty would be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, the decree stands in accordance with the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who was one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, your majesty, or to the decree you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. Really? When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel and made every effort until sundown to save him. Then the men went as a group to King Darius and said to him, Remember, your majesty, that, that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, may your God whom you continually serve rescue you. That word again, serve. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him. He could not sleep. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice. Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually be able to serve you, uh, to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, may the king live forever. My God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done anything wrong before you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him, on him because he had trusted in his God. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed their bones. Then King Darius wrote to all the nations and peoples of every language in all the earth. May you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. All right, let's go into it. To know someone's past is to know their present, to know their future. So we look at Daniel. I read all of the whole chapter. Yes, I did. I really did. Um, and we see that Daniel, one thing I learned was Daniel was always faithful in serving God, even from his youth. So this is something that Daniel consistently did. I mean, he's 80 plus years old now. I'm like, he's, it's, it's, it's in him. It's in him. It's that's part of who he is, right? If he's at 80 years old and he's that faithful still to God, and he's like, I'm still serving these Kings and I'm still serving God. And, and the truth of God was in Daniel. Okay. Um, I guess other versions would say Daniel had an excellent spirit, right? There was something about Daniel that was noticeable. Um, and of course, King Darius noticed that, wait, Daniel did things differently. He was trustworthy. He was all these good things. 
And this is from God. We're not talking about the enemy setting up because the enemy can do that too, right? And be wrapped in sheep clothing. We know all that. But this one, this one, it was all God. And God had um, given Daniel favor, I believe, with the king. And the king just saw. The king knew. King Darius knew Daniel's history. He didn't mind Daniel praying to God. In fact, he probably was like, you know what? That that part doesn't bother me. I just know that he serves well. He does this very well. Um, but anyway, I just knew, just looking at Daniel, Daniel was a great servant. That's big for me. He served God and he also served these kings in such a way, right? That in his servant, in his serving, he was promoted to these different positions and it it seemed like he stayed there and even in his older age this is a, a message to some people even in your older age look how God still protects he still blesses um he still does things because at the end of this chapter it says Daniel prospered and still was successful under both King Darius and the king of um uh King Cyrus excuse me of Persia man So let's go through it. So these men, 120 men, rulers, officials, princes, they were already set, right? And ruled over these different parts of the kingdom. And you would think they would be satisfied with that. No, but they weren't. They were not satisfied with what God had already, excuse me, what the king had already put into their hands. And... When they found out, and they I felt like there was jealousy, they lied on Daniel. They said, wait a minute, because Daniel was doing things differently. Daniel, think, I feel like Daniel did things from his heart. He served God, and he already knew how to do this. He's like, I already know this. I already know this, so I'm going to serve the king like I know how to do this. But if you go to the previous chapters, you notice that Daniel and his friends found favor with the king early on. They found wisdom and these things that God already placed inside these boys. They was like, wait a minute. This is, wait, this, they are different. They had a different type of wisdom, a different type of outlook, a different type of perspective. Okay. That God gave them. So 120 men plus two saw that King Darius was about to, um, elevate Daniel again over all of them. They didn't want that. It's like how funny, again, they already had position and they were fine with it. You know, they was fine with Daniel uh, before this happened. It was fine with Daniel. Um, you know, he on the same level as us. That's fine. But it, it felt like, oh, now that, wait, he's over us now? Wait a minute. How is Daniel about to be over us? Like, how is this happening? They could not accept the fact that God was about to, or this king, excuse me, I keep saying that, but the king was about to elevate Daniel um, over them. And I, and I believe this, is a, this, this happens today, that people cannot accept the fact that in this case, spiritually, that God has already elevated you. Or if they see it coming, they'll try to set it up to where it becomes a legal setup and they'll paint the picture as if you're the one um, in the wrong. So let's look at Daniel's life. They said, oh, we got to find something on Daniel. Oh, we got to find this on Daniel. He, um, 
He's doing too much. We can't let this happen. And they used the king's signature because they knew they didn't have enough weight on their own to take Daniel out themselves. And so we look at the story. They get the king to sign this edict. And to set Daniel up with something that, think, look at this. Daniel already, I feel like was an intercessor. He prayed a lot. So they saw that, wait a minute, he prays a lot. Let's use that against him. And if we can try to stop Daniel and we're going to use a law that he uses with his God, if we can stop Daniel from praying, if we can stop Daniel from, um, doing things, <laughs> the, the very thing that, that helps him to reverence his God and to serve his God, then we've won. And, and then not only to stop him, they were, they were set to kill him. That's harsh, right? To me, that's very harsh to uh, do something like this. And and just to take a person out for praying and try to prevent him from being over you like that. That's deep. But let's 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 be real. This is happening today. Okay, God will give you insight on stuff and make it really clear. And when people throw you into the lion's den or situations put you into a lion's den, it doesn't last. And this is what God was showing me that it's possible. God has shown me this a couple of years ago that it's possible to be in these places and really not get hurt. I have to help people with this. It's really possible for the angel of the Lord because God is really a living, true and living God. He really is the true and living God. Angels are real. His Holy Spirit is real. His word is real. His protection is really real. And I have, this is the, this is a season of clarity and setting it straight, right? So if these men knew Daniel's past, I don't think they would even touch his present to try to affect his future. If they really knew Daniel's past, cause Daniel was really faithful in serving God. Why did King Darius know that? I said, did they, did these other men really, did they not, they had to have known cause they said, Let, let's use something from the law of his God. They use God's law. They even try to use the word against him. I would say the law, not the words of the law of his God against him. People try to set up today. So let me give you an example. Daniel was a prayer. He prayed. That's the one thing. And he wasn't, it wasn't a secret. It wasn't in a secret place. He prayed openly. Everybody knew who Daniel was, where he comes from. It was not a secret. Just like people will know where you come from and what you do. It's not a secret. So if you speak or if you talk, if you pray, um, sing, whatever your thing is, if you got some people around you, right, that look, y'all already got position. Y'all already got all this and y'all still trying to come after Daniel for what? And they use the very thing that Daniel does very well to try to use it against him and even to end his life. Hmm. And say this, well, King, unless it's just in here, they can't speak outside of here. Unless it's just in here, 
they unless it's just to you king i'm I'm giving interpretation in my head to now if, if they only pray to you king then they're fine but if they pray outside of you king they're they're dishonoring you they want to kill you your life is threatened let's i'm 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 painting the giving a, um, a clear picture they're like oh king live forever like his life was threatened by this very thing that if somebody prayed to another god that that was a threat to the king so if somebody speaks outside this house it's a threat to the king it's a threat to the person in charge which god says oh, okay okay so y'all want to do that y'all want to sign this y'all want to do that sure let's let's do it king darius was not aware of it king darius was not aware of this and of course, when he found out he'd been set up, this was bad for these men. Um, they already knew what Daniel was going to do because they knew Daniel, this was part of Daniel's life. They already knew Daniel was going to pray. Daniel was going to speak to God. This is what Daniel does. And the same thing with us. People will know what you already do because it's part of you. And they will use what you already do as something to um, to get, to attack you with. And God is like, Showing me in the scripture that people will do this. King Darius was not pleased. Daniel was like, I'm I'm still going to pray to God. I'm still going to give thanks to God. I'm still going to serve God. I'm still humbling myself before the Lord. Nothing stopped Daniel. Even though he saw the law, he saw the decree, he saw the edict being signed. Daniel's like, okay. And right after that, guess what Daniel did? He went and prayed to God. Man, people use the things that you forgot and try to paint the picture like you're being out of order or not in line or alignment with what's going on. But one thing Daniel could not do was like dishonor God. Like you're telling me to bow to a king that I know, I know well, I know better. I'm not going to bow to nobody else when God is right here, when God has been constant in my life, when I have that relationship with God. Now you're telling me to do this over here. Um, I'm not doing that. So if that gets me thrown in the den, let it, let it be. So King Darius struggled with it. He, he had favor. Daniel found favor with King Darius. King Darius, because the way he signed it and the way they had set it up, he could not change it. He could not change it. Um, and so King Darius is like, Daniel, the God whom you serve continually, even the King recognized what Daniel did, but he again, didn't try to punish Daniel for it. As we continue with this, um, scripture and the story, man, that was agonizing for the King. It was agonizing. He just said, Daniel, the God whom you serve continually. May he protect and save you. May he save you. May he save you. King Darius didn't really know. But he's like, this man is a faithful man. He's a trustworthy man. He's done no harm. Like everybody knows. There's some people that will see your innocence. They will see that you haven't done anything wrong. Right? And then God says, fall back. Because you don't even have to defend yourself in this one. Daniel didn't even have to defend. He said, just continue to do what I told you to do. And Daniel did have to speak about it. He said, oh, King live forever. When, when he found that King Darius woke up, he ran to that den. He said, Daniel, are you still there? You know, are you still alive? Daniel probably gave the best response for King Darius's heart in his ears. Oh, King live forever. In other words, I ain't here to harm you. Okay. And he said, I did not disobey the King's. He said, I did not intentionally not obey the King's law. 
but he told the king that he was innocent and he was loyal to the king and he had obeyed God and God rescued him. There is power in knowing who God is and trusting God and God really knowing the intent of your heart. Because baby, when God finds you innocent, I don't care what people try to dig up, what they try to find, because they really didn't know Daniel's past. I said, they really, really didn't know Daniel's past to know his present, to really know his future. God will put it so, he will fit it so well or or allow it to flow so well that even in this lion's den, okay, the den of lions, uh uh-huh. God brought his angel. God sent his angel and shut the mouths of the lions. When David said, oh, king, live forever because God found me innocent. God found me innocent. He rescued me out of this place. And not one, not nothing was hurt on me. So let me, I've got to bring people's mindsets a little bit higher. Let's stretch our minds. Let me challenge you in this. It's possible to be in places and not be hurt or crushed like people think you should because God's protection is there. His Holy Spirit, his word, his angels are surrounding us, right? So when people think that should have took you out and they know it should have took you out, even Daniel know it should have took me out. But he says, uh-uh, oh king, live forever. Like, I, there's no hard feelings. I'm innocent. I have meant you no harm. And the God whom I serve found me innocent and he preserved me and he saved me and he protected me. That ministered to King Darius's heart. And he looked at the men who accused, falsely accused Daniel. Falsely accused Daniel. And their, 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 um, their plight was what they tried to put on Daniel. They reaped what they tried to sow on that man. They ended up in the lion's den. And because of the law, how it was placed, their families had to go with them too. That's how, that's how deep that law went. And it's, it's funny how when things are happening towards other people, right? And, and there's people who will be so harsh in the punishment and, and towards other people that they don't know that they've set themselves up. I am talking because God says this is a time to let it out because I know what God is allowing me to see. And this is not to brag or do anything like that, but the word of God is the word of God. It is what it is. And it stands and it's, and it's, and it's for all of us, right? This is where we're all in the same place. None of us is above God's law. None of us, right? It's the grace that God gives his Holy spirit and his word that gives us the grace to move about, but none of us is above the law of God. Okay. So after they get thrown into the den, the families are thrown into the den. King Darius. How awesome is this King? He didn't give praise to Daniel, but every time I knew, I noticed the King Darius would acknowledge God. When he looked at Daniel, that is what we want. When people look at your life, they should also acknowledge God. When they look at what you do, they should also acknowledge God. I seen King Darius. He's like, I'm acknowledging the God whom you serve continuously. May he save you. The God whom you, the God, the God, like King Darius saw the hand of God on Daniel's life and he acknowledged it. One that didn't even believe like Daniel. But after this, guess what happened? The king says this, 
Um, I have made a new law in every part of the kingdom. The people must honor Daniel's God and they must fear him for he is the living God and he will live always. That must have, that did something to King Darius's heart and his mind. And from that moment on, he was a real believer, right? He was a real believer because for those words to come out of his mouth, like that he was a real believer. He is the living God and he will live always. Nobody will ever destroy his kingdom. It will never end. And this is coming from a king to the king of kings, right? It will never end. He saves and he rescues people and he does extraordinary and wonderful things in heaven and on earth. He has saved Daniel from the lion's power. Ah, it's beautiful how God Well, things can happen to us and we could be totally innocent of it. And because of the innocence of our hearts and our minds and of the situation, there are, it it exists signs, wonders, and miracles that are happening right now that proves who God is. Because people know you shouldn't have survived that den. You shouldn't have survived those attacks. You shouldn't have, you should not have survived that. You should not have survived that. But now, if they didn't know before, they know that really, for real, God's hand really does exist. And that God's power is just that amazing. Our lives is to speak of that. And that's what that is supposed to do. Okay? I I, I have to go back to the past. Because if these men knew really knew Daniel's past, I'm going to go back to mine really quick and then we'll be done. People like we can't find nothing. We need to dig. We got to dig. We can't find nothing. We got to dig. Let me, let me, I got to bring y'all from past, present, and future. So my first conference that I um, put on was when I was 18 years old. I was not even out of high school yet. And I was afforded an opportunity through the late councilman Hiawatha Davis. I took on an internship in high school, um, signed up. My first semester of high school, I actually already did all the credits. I, I pretty much could have graduated a year early, but I think, yeah, I decided to take English courses and an elective and then this internship. And I felt like, okay, this is an opportunity for me to learn something, to grow and to do something. And of course I wanted to go, I, I thought I would either go into law school or into the political arena. Um, always into government. I knew I was going to be in government somewhere. So I was like, well, let me start early. I'll start early. So. Um, took this internship with Councilman Davis. They agreed um, with this other uh, school to let me in. And so for the first semester, I ghosted with him and his assistants, Miss Kalitha and Ms. Donna. And then during that process, he was like, you know, right, say maybe we should do something. We need to do something. And I said, okay. And he was like, what do you think we should do for the community? Because he was a community man. He had a, a heart for community. I always saw especially the senior citizens, they would call him for just random reasons. They'd be like, uh, Councilman Davis, my heat went out. They would not call everybody. They would call him. And so Councilman Davis, because he had all these other um, links and resources, of course, with government assistance and things like that, that he would be able to plug that and get, you know, a repairman or somebody to their house. I said, wow. I said, I saw him do that. Not, was, not only was he just, you know, in these meetings and things like that but he really served the community like really made a connection with them and I I really respected that right so during the time of my internship with him 
he decided, he said, Rochette, what do you want to do? And I said, okay, well, let's do something with the schools. <laughs> That's how I said, with the schools. He was like, okay, fine. What, okay, maybe a conference. I said, oh yeah, a conference. This is my first time doing one by myself. Of course, you know, I've always been part of these conferences in a church and other organizations, but I said, this is the first time I've done something by myself. Um, where he was like, whatever you need, I got it. I'll, you know, just tell me the budget. I said, for real? And, and, and I'll, you know, Miss Kalita will make sure you get it. Really? I'm 18, 17, 18 years old. I was like, wait, for real? Yes. Okay. So my first conference titled how to be a success. My first conference titled how to be a success sponsored by the late councilman Hiawatha Davis. And through that, I had so much support as a young woman from not because I was part of the NAACP, the youth group at my church. Um, I think my, yeah, my uncle's uh, organization, other organizations that I invited, other youth groups, dance groups, um, other officials came. It was like for me to be so young in that I was like, and it wasn't social media. So this is the part I really appreciate not having social media because there's the authenticity there that the hand of God was there, but then it allowed me to really flow in being creative and, and putting my hand to something that I've never done, but seeing it unfold. Now I did have, um, Miss Kalita would help me, especially with connecting with certain people. Cause they have like, who, who are you? Right. Okay. Yeah. So I would still push these letters. I would still meet with people. And a lot of times, especially with the high schools, they're like, right. So you could do it. You could do it. When I became 18, is when they allow me to do certain things by myself. 17, I would go with Miss Kalita, you know, because I was still considered a minor. Um, but what I'm sharing, I'm sharing that because not only was it success and I had the support of my, my church group, um, my church, um, of course, I, you know, part of the youth group there, the NAACP, because I was also becoming the youth and college president there. There were so many facets that God would allow me to put my hands to that. If you got to know my present, my past, to know my present, to know my future. Now this is just a little slither of a pie. And I'm mentioning that because again, my first conference was a community conference. It wasn't, it involved church, but it involved community. And that is right up my alley. I know where I'm called to. Okay. Um, and people were really encouraged by it. I mean, I have pictures, and I can share that later. I have my awards from uh, the late Councilman Davis from the city of Denver. And it's, it was just a, a, a beautiful moment for me. Um, but I'm saying that because when I see other women, I'm going to set this straight. I see other women. I see them doing their thing. I see God empowering them to do these great moves of God. Um, I'm not jealous. I'm not, Oh, I don't have enough money and thinking low. When people think you think like that, I can't be around people who think I think like that. Right. Because you got to know my past to know my present, to know my future. Not only did I, that was my first conference. My second conference came, did come through church. Um, and so I put on this three day youth, big, huge three day youth revival. Um, the, I would say God allowed me to do that. And of course I was entrusted again, through my pastor at the time to perform and to put on this, this, um, to create this youth conference. Um, and of course his assistant, Edna would help me. Um, and then we would just go from there. Like it was, it was awesome. It was really, really awesome. 
We would have our meetings. We would collaborate. You got to know where my, where I really come from to know my future. God never stopped me. When I look at over my life, from even when I was a little girl, having my hands in certain places and God putting me in certain places, it never stopped. So I'm looking at the book of Daniel. If they only knew Daniel's past, they would know not to touch his present to try to affect his future. I'm going to say this to you. If people only really knew your past, not what they try to dig up and not what people try to highlight, that's little compared to what really, really, really has happened. What really, really has taken place. When people really find out what you really done in your past, they know they should not touch your future uh, or touch your present to affect your future.